What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And boy, oh boy, do we have an episode for you today, you oh guys. Oh, boy. Uh, we've done one breakups episode in the past, uh, and we've gotten requests for them before. I've definitely answered messages individually or on our Self Helpless yeah. uh, social media for people saying, which one should I listen to if I'm going through a breakup, if I'm experiencing heartbreak? And I think the one we recorded about breakups was during a time we were all in relationships. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like now is the time <laughs> to really just give you guys the breakup episode you deserve. Yes. When uh, 33% of us <laughs> are no longer happy. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm happy. I, uh, <laughs> but you know, just really get in there. It's Let's been a while. It. It's been a while. I've realized during the, the course of this podcast, I've been in two relationships now. So I've gone through two, Two breakups now oh, on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's about time that I start giving back to those helpsters going through it because I am the representative. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I mean, I feel like we see that a lot on the Facebook group, which if you're not a part of the self-helpless Facebook group, you should actually absolutely get on there. Yeah, it's, it's great. Oh, yeah. Such an amazing place for like support and community. Yeah. And I see a lot of posts from people who are either having relationship issues or going through a breakup and the, the outpouring of support is like so amazing it's and so heartwarming. Nice. They become friends and stuff too and like meet up for coffee yeah. and all that type Come of stuff. It's just together. so cool. It's, it's yeah. incredible. It's the coolest. Yeah. It's so nice. So we're going to be covering the book, uh, How to Fix a Broken Heart by Guy Winch. 
which was actually great. I listened to the audiobook on Audible. Oh. Uh, Lauren uh, went through it on Blinkist, which is great if you haven't tried that. And uh, it was awesome. It was really, really helpful. I wish I had listened to it sooner. I wish I'd listened to it when I was even like more fresh. in it. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, because now I'm like, I'm in a pretty good place. Yeah. And I wish I'd listened to it when I was in a worse place because it it really does give you like so much comfort in that you don't feel alone you don't feel crazy you don't feel weird for feeling the way you do Mm. and he gives you like practical skills to you know get through uh get through the breakup so um obviously i picked this topic uh (laughs) we do have a quotable anyone want to do the quotable? i want to do the quotable it's a good one god i love this quote uh this is from good old mark twain never allow someone to be your priority while allowing yourself to be their option Ooh, damn okay thank you mark thank you mark man i still freaking love that one quote though that we did that was like uh what was it like imagine uh what was it you you can love the wrong person so much imagine how much you can love the right one right that's another great good if you can love the wrong person that much, imagine, imagine how much you'll love the right person. That's a really good one. That's such a one. good breakup one. Absolutely. That's a good comfort one. nugget, right? That's Just a good comfort nugget. Take a nugget. munch out of it. Yeah, and, you stick know? it in your pocket. Eat it later. <laughs> Feel good. Yeah, I love that. That's a great one. That's I mean, so good. we could do an entire hour episode of breakup quotes. <laughs> we, we absolutely we could. We should. Maybe that'll be the breakup next Breakup songs. <laughs> yeah, breakup movies. Yeah, yeah, we could that's do a whole the, thing. That is the best part about going through a breakup is you're like, oh, I can listen to Adele again. Oh you know, my like, god, right? I can watch oh. High Fidelity and really feel it. Yes. <laughs> Put on some John Mayer Heartbreak Warfare. Oh, oh the best. You just want to whole really... album. Yeah, because when you listen to it when you're like happy and safe, you're like, I mean, this is good, but it's not hitting. You like pity, oh, pity the artist yes. that was like, uh, <laughs> that person. What a bore. <laughs> Must be hard. Yeah. Have yeah. mm-hmm. I told you what my breakup song is? I think you guys are going to make fun of me. Is oh, it we t- absolutely something will. tenacious D? No, actually, that's just an everyday type of song. I mean, those <laughs> those songs can help you no matter what you're going through. But breakup specifically, remember the song? Um, Na-na-na-na. Hey, hey, oh, hey, you're happy. goodbye, right? You sent me that I music think- <laughs> video after my last breakup. <laughs> I think it's like Christina DeBarge. It's an that's old, a name? It's an and, old one. <laughs> because you don't know how to act and you don't know where your life is going. No? <laughs> it's good. Oh, I it's didn't good. know this why was happening today. It's a cheesy it? one. It's a cheesy one, but it's not a bad one. Yeah. You have to be yeah. pretty sad to get past how bad it is, it's, though. It's... it's you gotta be crying. Like, nah, 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 Help me through nah, some nah. hard times. I'm gonna post it in the Facebook group so yeah. everybody can enjoy it. But it's Man, good. Yikes. I cut my hair because it reminded me of you. I know you like the short do. Had to switch my attitude up. No? Anyway, you I guys, will say, nothing, nothing helps you get through a breakup like T Swift releasing an album right as you're going through it. I mean, wow. that right oh, there nice. is a gift. Cool. That's yeah. nice. Oh, my gosh. The two... Great timing. The t- like Several times in my life that's happened. I think 1989 came out right as I went through a breakup, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. And you're like such a... You don't listen to Taylor Swift like any other time, I feel like. like yeah, you only listen to it when you're going through good. a breakup. It is good. It's mm. like candy. Like We've talked about this where there's music that's like, this is... These are pop rocks. Like they're not good. There's yeah. a lot of like 
like <laughs> die in it. Yeah, gonna get a this cavity. Is chemical. Yeah, gonna get a cavity, but worth it. Cam <sighs> loves Taylor Swift, and he knows Does every he? word. Like he knew the day the album was coming out, and then he played the album, and he already knew every word. I'm like, how did this happen? Where really? Did, where did you find the time? But See, yeah, whenever he's a big T Swift comes fan. out, I'm like, oh, another one. I yeah. guess it has been a while. Yeah, <laughs> and then I love it. All right, so here's some quick stats and studies about dating and breaking up. There are roughly 3 million first dates every day worldwide. That's a lot of disappointment. Wow. Uh, 22% of people worldwide have had an affair. Seems low. Again, yeah. Not yeah. everybody's going to be admitting to that. Yeah, who's, yeah. Pu- who's ex- checking yeah. that box on the, on the whatever, the memo, yeah. Yeah. the survey? 56% of all adults claim to be unhappy with their sex life. Oh, okay. That's quite a high percent. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's pretty, that seems about right. That seems about right. 5.4% of adults die having never married. Oh my God. Mm. The, did we need that stat? Well, like, maybe they well, didn't 5% isn't might, high. Might be by choice. Yeah. Long-term partner. That's true. Ship. Okay. Domestic right. partnership. Or yeah. just like, they were like, fuck everybody. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, that's what their there tombstone says. There are some says. mole men out there, though, that <laughs> live, in, <laughs> live in caves. <laughs> Who choose to live in caves? Over one million divorces are filed per year in the U.S., uh, and there are two major divorce seasons each year. What? According to a 2016 study from the University of Washington, divorce filings peak at the very start of the year and during the fall. And a what? study uh, from the that University out, of Basel, uh, published in the journal Sociology, found that when women are the sole provider for the household, the relationship is twice as likely to be headed to divorce. Oh, I don't like that. Shit. I know. Like, Jesus. I hope that's changing. That sucks. Wait, so is this because a New Year's resolution situation yes. with January? The divorce seasons, New Year's resolution, but people are like, I'm cleaning this shit out. Yeah. Bye to you. Yeah. And uh-huh. then also. Bye to you. Bye to you. <laughs> and then also during the fall, you're coming off of like a hot summer fling. And you're like, oh, out of here. But what about cuffing season? Have you heard cuffing season? This is somebody told me about this, and it was someone who lives somewhere with weather. Um, So it may not, we may not hear it out here in California. But cuffing season is like people get together in the winter because you're in like a cuddly mood. I don't know why it's called cuffing. I don't know. Interesting. Like huga for your body. But yeah, I think so. Okay, cuddling. Wouldn't that want to make you stay with your partner? Uh, it, it, until spring I and then sure. like, starting relationship this. I'm shedding this dead weight for spring and summer baby right yeah it's okay so this is urban dictionary uh, a time during fall and winter when people who would normally rather be single uh, find themselves along with the rest of the world desiring to be cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship because it's I all like cozy cu- the word cuffed for that I want cutted mm. be cutted I think cuffed mm. I think it's like cuff like like handcuffed to somebody. Mm. Well, that's very sexual. Mm. I mean, like or the, just like it reminds me of prison. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I mean, hey, who says it can't? Who says you can't have it all? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we've just become three old women that like don't understand the new lingo. We're like, no. what is that? No, I'm I'm much younger than everybody. I will no. be. I will be Fuck providing off. everyone with slang <laughs> and uh, just fun dating terms. Yeah. Now that I'm the Samantha of the group, <laughs> have you heard of? We're gonna go, Taylor. What's uh, happening on the streets? <laughs> You're. I'm cool. out here. I have HPV. Yeah. And You're our street <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> just sit and spread eagle on the sidewalk going in later to have some bumps examined i think it's gonna be fine back to you kels i learned a new term recently finsta 
Finsta. Oh yeah, fake Instagram. Yeah. It's like a secret Instagram where you show your nips and stuff. Okay, or you use it to spy on people, right? Like you oh, can make that, a that fake sense. Insta and then you can spy on people oh. that you don't want them to know you're looking. That's just called having an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I know. I was like, that's interesting. But they call it a Finsta. Anyway, hot tip for anybody. That's called an I'm blocked workaround. <laughs> <laughs> That's called private browser. I'll see your restraining order and I will raise you a Finsta. <laughs> uh, you don't Just need to make a tip. whole new thing yeah, unless yeah. it's Facebook. Then you will need a new profile. But who uses Facebook? Oh, you know? man. Um, okay. Boy. I loved how Guy put it in the in the intro of the book he talks about how heartbreak can hit us like a storm and the fact that the term heartbreak has been diluted so like people will say it in terms of like oh my sports team lost i'm heartbroken you know mm. oh bella and edward didn't get together in twilight i'm heartbroken <laughs> and it as you get older you it i think this is what he says he says like in as you get older, you're like, you kind of associate being heartbroken with like being naive and young. You're like, Oh, teenagers get heartbroken. Like yeah. I'm never going to handle it. It's never going to be as bad as when I was 16. And in some ways that's true, but there's like this expectation that as an adult, you are supposed to be mature and stoic and handle your shit. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Um, and that there's like almost this like value placed on different types of loss so you know if you go through a bad breakup um it's you know not considered as bad as a loved one dying or going through a divorce and he actually he talks about two types of heartbreak in the book he talks about um the end of a romantic relationship and losing a pet actually oh because they're both kind of similar which i thought was really that was helpful for me because he talks a lot about like how people kind of go like, well, it's not as bad as this or it's not as bad as that. But for the person going through it, it is absolutely yeah. horrible and yeah. like upends their whole world. It's like a death. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's absolutely like a death. Catherine uh, Cohen, do you know who that is? She's a New York like cabaret mm. comic. She's so mm -mm. funny. She does this joke on stage. I saw her do it in Dublin where she's like, she's like breakups are fun because it's like you have a best friend and then they die <laughs> and you're like oh god that's exactly what oh, it's like man. oh my god uh, kelsey didn't laugh because she's in love but it's <laughs> no i'm just thinking that's not even a joke to me because that's like exactly it's real exactly it's, like, it's like so so real yeah, yeah you have a best friend and then they're just dead yeah um and because you know there's there are these different values placed on like oh if you have a loved one die like your boss at work if your dog dies is going to be pissed if you call out for a week. Whereas oh. if your spouse dies, they're going to be like, totally take all the time you right. need. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So when you go through a really bad breakup and you feel like other people don't consider it as serious as it feels, you mm. then start to criticize yourself for hurting. Like, why can't I move on? I should be able to get past this, which only makes it worse and worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And the more like scientific studies have been done on heartbreak, it shows that it affects your brain and your behavior and even like affects you physically. So one of the things he talks about in the book, Ethan Cross from the University of Michigan used an fMRI to scan the brains of volunteers who'd recently experienced a painful breakup. 
the scientists found that the emotional pain of heartbreak caused the same reaction in brains as physical pain, which the volunteers described as almost unbearable. So Oof. they basically like caused them physical pain and then had them look at videos or pictures and like re- remember oh. the people that broke their heart. And the same things in their brain were like wow. activated oh, as Oof. their physical pain almost to an unbearable level. Wow. Isn't that God. crazy? Yeah. So breakups also affect your physical health. Like the trauma of a breakup can cause panic attacks and a heightened level of anxiety, which triggers the release of cortisol. These symptoms can undermine our health and prevent our immune system from functioning, functioning properly. So like, you know, you, you'll, I can't believe I didn't get sick in the last few months. Like Mm -hmm. I was not for the first month that I was dealing with my somewhat like gradual breakup. Um, but from like the month after I kind of knew it was over, I was sleeping for a solid month, like three to four hours a night. I was barely eating. I cannot believe I did not get deathly ill. I mean, I obviously had some bad reactions to like pills and things like that. And you, you almost don't even know, but like I had to go out of the country for work for like a week and the jet lag on top of all of the emotional oh distress. Oh my God. I Yikes. was literally like, I was waking up, I was going to sleep at like, you know, midnight and waking up at three in the morning and just like journaling like crazy just to get through it. I, I was making lists of like things I had gotten through in the past just to tell myself logically like okay these are all the things that you've already gotten through this is going to be one of those things Mm, that you look back on and you go wow that pain was unbearable i don't know how i got through it but i did and sometimes when you're going you're in that much pain emotionally and physically as a result of it you cannot imagine it ever being different and so Mm -hmm. if you are going through this i would really encourage i don't know if i read about it somewhere or if i just thought to do it or maybe because in therapy um my therapist had said like you know you've gotten through a lot you have to remember like you're very resilient um if you actually take the time to write down it's like making a gratitude list it's like being grateful that you got through these difficult times Mm -hmm. um if you want to take it a step further write down the good things that came of that Mm -hmm. that came from those losses or those setbacks or times in your life where something didn't work out i mean I remember like my first heartbreak was like my college boyfriend broke up with me and I just was like, I could not fuck. It was like to the point where I'm still to this day, I'm like, nothing will ever hurt that bad. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, six months later or however many months later, I was like, Oh, thank God. And I think about it every time I get something career wise because I was going to stop doing comedy and like marry that guy. I really Mm. was. And when he broke up with me, he was like, you should absolutely not quit comedy. Like you should Mm -hmm. keep doing it. You're good at it. And every time I get something in my career, I reach a milestone. I think about that guy breaking up with me on my parents' driveway in the middle of the night and go like, Oh, thank God. Oh, wow. Thank God. And like, thank God I didn't get back together with him. Just like so glad that didn't work out. And I think if you can remember that in the moment of a breakup, because I think people's biggest fear when they go through a breakup is that they're going to just spend the rest of their lives regretting it, or they're going to go, Oh, I messed up and I should have been with them. Or I, you know, I'm just going to be in love with them forever. And you know, sometimes it takes people a long time. I had lunch with a friend the other day who was talking about a girl he'd been in love with and that it took him like five years to get over her. And like, it sucks to think that that might be the case for you. Um, but you will get over it. Like, I I don't, I don't think I've ever met anybody who truly was like, yeah, I, 
this person broke up with me and it ruined my whole life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Right, most right. people move on. For the most part, you can find the good in it. And I think most people get to a place where they're like, yeah, that was for the best. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't rush that. Like, you really can't. Yeah. Everybody's t- process is very different. Everybody's process is so different. Yeah. Um, and we've all experienced heartbreak and recovering from it. The two things Guy talks about that you really have to rely on in recovery is, like, support from your circle mm-hmm. and um, time. And time is not something that anyone likes to hear because yeah. it takes fucking forever yeah and there's no there's no knowing how long it's gonna take it's different for every person it's different for every relationship we've heard that everyone says that it takes like half the time you were with the person at least have you heard that oh yeah saying Mm. i think they say that on sex in the city too like they probably do a charlotte quote right yeah Mm -hmm. she's like i read that Mm -hmm. kind of thing like this is how long it's supposed to take to get over it um yeah but i don't think that's true i've had relationships i don't buy that either yeah Yeah. i don't either i've had relationships that lasted a while and it didn't take that long to get over and then i've had relationships that felt just like it took years i mean i was on and off with somebody that i literally was like i will never not have feelings for this person and i still kind of feel like that to a degree Mm -hmm. and like every relationship is going to be different for you. And it's a lot to do with where you're at in your life, your age, your circumstances, what they meant to you at the time. Like it's, it's also complicated and everything is going to be different. Yeah. Totally depends on what the situation was, why you guys are breaking up, what Mm -hmm. you're doing currently, all that stuff. Uh (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Um... Anytime I've been through a breakup, I can look back and and see like, yeah, the same thing. Oh, thank God that happened because this came out of it. Thank yeah, God that yeah. happened. So it's like, you know, maybe you can ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? What am I what am I learning here? You know, and just try to go in and do stuff for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people have put themselves on the back burner in a relationship. And now it's like a time to like reconnect and figure who you are again, mm-hmm. figure out who you are. Yeah, just find your own sense of, like, individuality. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you guys heard about, I'm sure you have, the study that talks about um, how, like, the withdrawal from a romantic relationship is very similar chemically to, like, somebody getting off of cocaine or heroin? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I, I believe it. That. Yeah, <laughs> which is terrifying. Yeah. yeah, which I think is why it's hard for a lot of people to let go of relationships even if they know they're not right because you you think you're 
connected to this person you're like well why would i i wouldn't feel as strongly if they weren't my person right and it's like you are addicted bitch like oh yeah for sure what's going on for sure inside of you yeah um which i certainly dealt with like in my most recent breakup where i was like i knew i knew it wasn't right i knew it wasn't going to work long term and i was still just like really trying to make it work because i just didn't want to feel the withdrawal and i still was but I was try I was just trying to like defer that because it's so excruciating and yeah. it's why I don't drink because I'm like I could never stop uh, if I if I did get addicted to it. Mm, yeah, you, know? you have to be like a Spartan warrior to be like yes, like bring on these feelings. <laughs> like of course, you know, like you want to postpone it and and really get to a place where you're like okay, there's absolutely no way that I can continue going forward with this person yeah. because it's brutal. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, you know, talking about like relationship addiction and that feeling, that's why I started seeing that therapist in Seattle after the final breakup with my ex with borderline, because I was like, I am addicted. Like mm. my pattern is that I allow myself to go back to this person when he reaches out and it's now been like, I don't know, over two years of the same thing. And I really need help not going back. So yeah. I knew at that point I was addicted. And even after I found out about, you know, that there was borderline there and all this stuff, I still was real close to going back. Wow. Yeah. Very, very close. Like, and I would have, I totally would have gone back if I hadn't met Kane when I did. Wow. Yeah. See, I feel uh, and that's the thing. He talks about that in the book. I'm jumping around all over the place, but he talks about that too. Um, at a certain point, like, something that is going to be helpful is finding a new person or getting a new pet. And mm-hmm. a lot of his clients are like, I don't feel ready for it. And he's like, you're not going to feel totally ready. Probably. Yeah. Like, did you feel totally ready when you met Kane? Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, I had, it was like three months between my breakup with uh, my ex and officially starting to date Kane. There was mm-hmm. a three month period of time and I was not, I mean, not even remotely in a place yeah. that I should have really started. But also I'm like so glad I did because Kane showed me that there are better people for me out there mm-hmm. than like what that fit was with my ex. Um, and people, you know, Kane like was treating me better and all this stuff. And, you know, then we dealt with the alcohol shit and that was a whole other chapter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I was still dealing with like the week that I had my first date with Kane, I had just started talking with my ex again. Wow. And like we were talking about like that we might try and meet up. Mm, so yeah. if I had not gone on that date with Kane, because as soon as I went on the date with Kane, it just like we just started seeing each other every day. Yeah. But yeah. if I hadn't done that, I would have gone back to my ex. Mm. Yeah. Like yeah. guarantee it. I was two wow. weeks fresh off of a breakup when I met Cam. I was not looking for yeah. anybody. I was just like, I'm to be honest, I'm just trying to fuck right now. Like, <laughs> who out here? I'm back, baby. <laughs> So I was just like, yeah, so you know. like Drake. <laughs> Who out here? <laughs> I'm single. I'm not looking for anything remotely serious. Uh, please. And yeah. yeah, just just happened. But I, I always try to think of like, what is the what is the reason we are wired as humans to be like this? And I'm sure it stems from the fact that back in the day, your chances of surviving were much better when you're paired up with somebody versus if you're flying solo. So yeah. I'm, I'm imagining that like the pain that you're feeling when you're separating from somebody is still like that survival right. instinct or something. But now we don't need that shit anymore. Yeah. You're fine solo. 
So I don't know. I like I like kind of diving into like why do we do this? Um, because that tends to kind of help me. Like, oh, it's just how my brain is wired. It's not. I'm not actually going to be sad forever. This is not going to be some. You know, this is not my just indefinite state. Yeah, I'm going to be okay. There's yeah. other people, there's other partners, all that. But um But you're right, I'm yeah. sure there is something on some like caveman yeah. level that makes you go like, I'm gonna die out here by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a buddy right. in the woods. Yeah. I'm just gonna watch the fire while I take a nap. <laughs> yeah. And then you adopt a cat. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. And everything's great. Um uh-huh. I'm gonna read uh some common mistakes that are made when trying to recover from a breakup. Mistake number one, refusing to accept our ex partner's explanation of why they want to break up with us. Mm. Uh, if something causes a person immense pain, they tend to assume something equally momentous must have caused it. Um, so if you are given a straightforward reason for breaking up, you may want to reject it. But obsessing mm-hmm. over finding the deeper explanation of the breakup only prolongs pain and postpones recovery. How do you guys feel about that? I think that's true. I yeah. think that's true. Or if you're the one to end things, you can be on the receiving end of that of someone going like, this isn't, this isn't a big enough reason to break up or like they don't think your reason is good enough. Right. Um, hmm. Because they don't want to. I think that can happen as well. I don't know. If somebody gives me a reason why they want to break up with me, I never want to talk to them again. Like I, I yeah. am just like, oh, I'm so done because now, I don't know, like getting that, like it, getting that verbal thing was like, oh, I, there's no, there's no getting around this. Yeah. If that's how you yeah. feel. It's like emotion versus logic. Like the words almost don't matter. Whatever the reason is, it's like emotionally, if you are feeling you don't want to be with me, then like, okay, well. Yeah. yeah. Like I would never want to be like, wait, but let's, let's try to figure this out. Oh, you don't want to be with me. Fuck you. Adios. Like yeah. that's, uh, so there's no bigger turnoff yeah, than somebody yeah. not wanting to be it's with you. It's a switch. Yeah. It's, whole, it's a total switch for me. But so yeah. many times you don't really get that verbal closure and it's right. like this weird uh, you know nobody's saying what's happening and like they're you're just kind of hurting each other and then yeah yeah i've really only yeah. been like dumped i've only been broken up with once and it was my college boyfriend who was mm. just like basically just said like i'm not the person for you like i'm not essentially said like i'm not in love with you and then tried to get me back afterward and i was just like you told me you don't Mm. like you know like and we were talking for like a couple months and then i remember i met my next boyfriend and i just went out to coffee with my ex and was just like you don't like me like Mm. it's fine like you just don't i'm not you don't like me that much and it's okay like Mm. it was just Mm. it was fine because you you have this idea in your head especially your first relationship you're like i'm never gonna find anyone again and that's not true um but i think he talks about guy talks about in the book working with a woman who had a breakup like that where she dated somebody for like six months and then he told her you know i just don't see myself getting to that next level with you i you know really want to i care about you and i like you a lot i think you're amazing but i just am not in love with you and he talks about how she's just obsessing over you know that can't be the reason so they had gone on this like romantic getaway the week before and and she was just like what happened on that trip that made him not want to be with me anymore and the reality of the situation is he went on the trip trying to deepen his feelings and just couldn't get there Mm. and just the reluctance to accept it um holds you back if you can't just go and i think it's true even if it's something else like even if you guys break up because you have different values or because it's long distance or because someone gets a new job somewhere else or someone doesn't want kids. Like, whatever the reason is, it's important to get to that place of this is not going to work. Right. Okay? Just, like, yeah. whatever it is, this is not going to work um, and I have to move on. Yeah. In my opinion, if somebody tells you they don't want to be with you, believe them. 
and mm-hmm. go elsewhere. Like you're meant for something else. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I would not, I, I want the person I end up with to like want to be with me. And mm-hmm. if there are issues to like want to work it out and to be, you know, us to be kind of in that same space. But if it's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, all right, that's makes it easier for me. Right. right? And even if the reason they're giving you, if even if the reason seems fishy to you or not, logical doesn't add up like right. if you're suspecting maybe there is some sort of personality disorder there well then even that in and of itself is a reason why that might not be a successful relationship a yeah and again it, it absolutely could be i know people who um obviously like are in a relationship with somebody who either has a personality disorder personality disorder or they themselves have it and they're in therapy and they're continually continuously working through it to make it work but i think if somebody approaches you and is like hey we need to break up and the reason doesn't make sense it's like okay well even if this reason is not accurate as far as i can tell right clearly you're not in a place to have a relationship right Right. you need to work on your own things yeah carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is carmax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer so don't settle find love at first drive and start shopping now at carmax.com carmax the way car buying should be okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Or like, you know, my first long-term relationship, I was like back and forth with this guy for like four and a half years. Sometimes I think he would break up with me just like as a game, you know, just to see like how much I cared and stuff. And it was like, even that, like, even if you don't really want to break up and you're telling me that should be, all right, I should go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and maybe like that would have worked out in the future if he had been willing to work on it. But yeah. in that time, he wasn't. So right. I was like, okay, yeah, right. Well, then never mind. And conversely, yeah. if you're the person who doesn't want to be with the person, don't like stay and try to make them the person for you. Yeah. You know, because I've definitely yeah. been guilty of that. Where like, if I know something's not right anymore and I still keep trying to make it work or I try right. to make them into something they're just not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to that person to, right. to just stay and be like, why can't you just be different? Don't try to force it. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. I've done that too. That was the relationship I was in before Cam. I tried so hard to force myself to like be into this person mm-hmm. and it just wasn't there. Yeah, and he also yeah. wasn't feeling it. And it was just like, I felt like I had come off of so many things that did not work out. And a lot of them were just me not feeling connected. And I really yeah. thought like, Maybe you're, yeah, you're supposed to just pick somebody and just like pretend that you like them and then maybe eventually you'll actually like them a lot and they're just supposed to check off your make boxes. It you make it. Yeah, yeah, you're just supposed to like, oh, okay, well, they have a job and, and they seem kind. That works. And, and, and yeah. so I was like, no, like when I feel like I'm not going to meet somebody with that the chemistry thing is bullshit and the when you know, you know is bullshit. So why don't I just force this mm, and yeah. see if I can break my pattern of being like, no thanks, adios. Mm. And so I was trying to force it. And then he was the one who brought up like, 
I don't think this is working for either of us. I'm like, yeah, obviously, but why don't we? (laughs) Obviously, we're not into each other in that way, but like maybe we should try. Yeah. You know? And it just wasn't. Well, and I think sometimes you can. I think sometimes you can make yourself fall in love with aspects of somebody, Mm -hmm. even if it's not right or even if there's things missing or something, which is so scary uh, to think about. But, um, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have to talk yourself into somebody or yeah. or ha- talk or talk them into you. Mm-hmm. you right. Know? Right. Yeah. Um, mistake number two is assuming the breakup is your fault. The th- this thought pattern is mm-hmm. an example of a negative cognition wherein you exhibit self-critical, limiting, and harmful thoughts about yourself. Uh, when a person is in a grieving state, they are more susceptible to believe these critical thoughts are truth. Uh, these ha- these thoughts can haunt you and sabotage your healing process. Yeah, that's tr- that's tough. Yeah, and I tricky. Uh, reject like if somebody is not into you, that does not mean that you're not attractive or awesome or wonderful. That's the thing is like you think about also like um, rejection as far as like the entertainment industry goes. Sometimes they're looking for a blonde and you're a brunette, and that's yeah. does, um, it doesn't mean yeah. that you're not talented or you're not beautiful. You're not totally awesome. That's just what they're looking for, yeah. and that's just the same thing with relationships. Like, look, if I. I don't know if I met somebody who's like their main goal was like they wanted to live in a cave forever or something. I'd be like, well, that's probably not going to work for me. But like, yeah, you, yeah. you do you and I'm going to live in my apartment. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean that either of us are like bad people or whatever. Or like, so I think the don't take anything personally. I think that's one of yes. the four agreements, right? Is like, don't take it personally. Yeah. It's, it's just not what it is. Unless yeah. you're being a real piece of shit. Yeah. And- yeah. Sometimes, you know, you do have to go, okay, well, they're breaking up with me because I behaved in a terrible way. <laughs> right. That yeah. does exist. However, yeah. yeah, a lot of the time yeah. it might just be because you're not the right fit. Yeah. yeah like, or maybe you're not a piece of shit, but you were shitty. You were shitty <laughs> right. enough to warrant a breakup. Sure. You know sure, what I mean? Totally. That's also another possibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what, like, I think most of the time, and this is something I've had to, you know, I, I really struggled with when I was younger because I want everything to be black and white and I want people to be a piece of shit or a piece of gold, you know? And <laughs> you kind of just, as you get older, you realize, like, oh, if somebody hurts me, no matter how blatant it feels, that's a reflection of them. You know, that's their stuff that they're working on. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't mean, like, Guy talks about negative cognitions uh, in the book and about how, you know, heartbreak will confirm insecurities and false beliefs you have about yourself. Mm. So if somebody hurts you, even if you're the one who ends the relationship, you may form this idea. I certainly did this where I was like, well, I this wouldn't have happened if I were better in some way. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it you just make it about you where it's not it's not about you and it's not it doesn't have to be a reflection of your self-worth and you know, you don't have to um condemn yourself or condemn them. You just can get to a place of like, all right, everyone's not in the right place for this. This is not the right thing. Um and uh yeah, I think I think that really hit home with me, the negative cognitions. And we've talked yeah. about that on yeah. this podcast for sure. But you do you do have all these deep rooted beliefs about yourself that um we probably talked about this on the EMDR episode, but you have all these deep rooted beliefs about yourself from childhood that are affecting your relationships as an adult and kind of behind your reactions to things and your behaviors and um, if you haven't done work on that or you still have more work than you thought you needed to do, it can really 
you know, f- it can really fuck you up when this stuff comes up in right. relationships. Yeah, like yeah. a breakup doesn't have to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So just, yeah. you know, watch that when if you are like spiraling, like, oh man, I should have just been better if I had been more perfect. Yeah. Um, there's so many times where I've gone out, like in the beginning, I like the whole, the whole like rejection thing or like, hey, you're great, but not for me. Mm-hmm. So many times I've gone on dates with just a super attractive guy Great job, family oriented, very nice, said and did all the right things, but I just wasn't feeling it. Something was missing. And, oh, and, yeah. I, and I and I would, why? Like, why can't I just like one of these dudes, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, it just had nothing to do with how great they were. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I, I think that's important to keep in mind, too. You just, sometimes you just can't force that connection. Yeah. yeah sometimes and who knows what it is? Maybe it's something that we all like look for something familiar. Maybe you're just not familiar enough for them. It could yeah. be something as yeah. dumb as that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe your smell just doesn't. I was just yeah. going to say Sync that. Sync up with their Maybe smell. Your, their pheromones or like your mom's or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Like, you don't yeah. look enough like Cousin Becky. Yeah. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just yeah, don't yeah. know. Yeah. You don't know. You have no idea. Yeah. Uh, are we into a recovering? Yes, we okay. are. Okay. Recovering, uh, actively work towards letting go and retreat yourself with compassion. So letting go to help yourself heal, let go of the hopes, happy memories, and physical things that belong to your ex-partner. Though many people feel guilt when trying to move on, letting go of the past does not disrespect or devalue it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Dude big fan of getting rid of all of their shit immediately everything oh i'm like the exact opposite you keep it in a box somewhere (laughs) i do (laughs) i still do you still do wow throwing away a box feels so good yeah my first boyfriend from high school we wrote each other like lots of love letters over the years and they're like really creative and artsy and i'll never (laughs) get rid of them that's cute that's nice i think whatever you want to do i think as long as the the items aren't making you feel pain or guilt every time you look at them. Like, I think mm-hmm. it just depends on what kind of emotions they're invoking. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look around your room and you have all this stuff that reminds you of your ex-person and it makes you just feel like shit every day, get rid of that or collect it and put it somewhere where you're not seeing it every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. light it on fire or put it in a box in the attic, but just, like, don't make yourself look at that shit every day. Yeah. I think yeah. the hardest thing now with um, technology is just, like, all the virtual reminders that you have to get rid of paper trail oh my gosh all the pictures and videos and things that was the hardest thing for me to delete all of that Mm. and because there are certain things that you know you're like i feel like maybe i shouldn't delete this luckily i have amazing sisters who were like send us some of that that you think you might they're your iCloud (laughs) they are my iCloud they're like send us my sister Brim was like send me all of it and then delete all of it off your phone that's great and i thought that was really nice um because because you know it is a part of like yeah. your history like it's it's so tough because you don't know what's going to be cathartic and what's healthy and what's just like yeah destroy like you just don't know and yeah time will tell yeah mm-hmm. exactly and mm-hmm. they i mean they the guy talks about this in the book too about just like the the dangers of like social media and people popping up on stuff and like it's hard man because you can block somebody on everything but even if you block somebody if someone else tags them in something there's it's still gonna show up be there which you don't think it would be but it still does you can mute them and stuff right though like you can just like unfollow or you you can you you don't know where that person's gonna pop up yeah you can fully block them but if they you know have a friend or they're on a poster or something that you know pops up on your feed 
you won't be able to go to their profile because you have them blocked, but they'll still show up and you have to see them and you're like, oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took um, pictures of all my uh, weird things that my ex-boyfriend and I made each other and stuff. So like I still have pictures of stuff that I'm like, I might nice. maybe one day if I ever had a kid or something and they're going through their first shitty break, I'd be like, oh, hey, yeah. here's my first shitty boyfriend. Look at this guy. And this is what he made for me. You know what I, I mean? Uh, like maybe something at some point, my experience yeah. will be helpful for somebody else. But um, I have that and it's it's somewhere I could find it if I wanted to, but it's not something that's like easily accessible for me or anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, My on yeah. again, off again relationship, I had a lot of stuff that I like kept and like I still find stuff like in my car or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, that was a nice thing. Like and now there's not as much. Yeah. Time rapper. I'm kidding. Some people do keep that. Some people do, do keep that. Like hoarder. Mm-hmm. Oh. Some people do keep that. I, I mean, don't. As long as it's the rapper and not yeah. the actual. Oh, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard yeah. people keep the actual. Ew, mm-hmm. what? I'm not going to say who, but I know Are you somebody. Are serious? <laughs> Boy, you better tell me afterwards. I know. I want to hear you. You better tell me afterwards. Oh, my God. I think, and they were they were teenagers. Who I'm sure, hopefully that thing's gone. Oh, my God. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The first experience. Experiment yeah. growing in somebody's closet. Now, for the record, this is not me, you guys. <laughs> I would, that is. So I would cool. stop being friends with you if I found out it was you. Yeah, no, not me. But hey, you know, I guess you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Oh, another thing he talks about in the book, which I think is uh, important for people who are going through breakups, is he talks about leaning on your support system and your friendships and everything. But he also talks about um, like exhausting your friends with your heartbreak and like mm. getting to a point where he he breaks it down where he he talks about a specific case of his where it was that it was the woman who uh-huh. was broken up with wouldn't accept it and said like her friends got more and more tired of it and he's like now before we judge them too harshly remember the fact that like people who are supporting you it's usually uncomfortable for them to see you in distress and so if you fail to move on in a way that they feel like is quick enough they start to feel like you're not holding up your end of the bargain like i'm here watching you being distressed and unhappy and it's uncomfortable for oh, me huh. and i'm trying to support you so that you can move on but now you're not moving on quickly enough so like Got they start it. pulling back uh-huh. which was interesting oh, weird um but yeah i also just think it it depends like you i think you kind of learn uh we talked about this on the cancer episode with sophia about like she learned who her friends were and like you just kind of realize who's gonna be there for you in those situations and like you know what levels and i mean i found support from people i wasn't even close to like i think the best people to talk to if you're going through a breakup honestly are other people who are either going through breakups or went through one recently Mm, because I had friends or acquaintances that reached out and were like, Oh, I'm dealing with something similar or I just went through a horrible breakup or like people who had been through, um, breaking off an engagement specifically reached out and were like, Hey, I did that a few years ago. It was horrible. If you want to talk, this is what it is. And just finding those people who have gone through what you've been through and still remember it or are going through it currently that is gonna f- make you feel like less alone less kind of crazy and less of like a burden when you're when you're going through that time period yeah um, or maybe also people who have broken off an engagement and they're they're past it and they're with somebody else and they're yes. like hey don't worry oh yeah, it gets yeah. Better. i'm so glad yeah you yeah. know like that must be a nice a nice thing too like you can feel hopeful too you right can, yeah. spread your yeah. talking about it around like your friend circle and acquaintances like i think try and be mindful of like how many minutes like if you're using up people's minutes as if it like a friend's a phone plan because i know i did that especially with um 
my borderline expert was like that's it's so hard when it's something you keep getting back together with yeah because your friends start to feel like well i've already told you everything i can tell you yeah and i also don't know what to say anymore because i feel like you're just gonna get back together yeah and then that puts a strain on friendships and it was like i had i knew that there were a few like best friends in my life that i just could not continue to reach out to because it wasn't fair to them yeah so yeah be be mindful also get a therapist if you can it's so Mm -hmm. important so important when going through a breakup i think to have like a subjective i'm sorry not a subjective objective person right that's just gonna like listen and be there for you and just be a professional. Yeah. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. Do you want to list off some of the things that have specifically helped you guys with your breakups, whether current or in the past, to, to leave with our listeners? <sighs> oh, gosh. I mean, there's so many. There's still so much from this. But I mean, if you if you can get the audiobook, it's not that long. It's under three hours, you guys. Or you can go on Blinkist and read it. Um, there's so much in it that's so great and helpful yeah. that he talks about. I mean, he talks about, uh, you know, you got to like redefine yourself in the face of grief and not looking at your actions to define who you are um, and decide who instead decide who you want to be and then mm-hmm. take action to become that person. Um, take it slow in new relationships because you might not be emotionally available at first, but also don't be too hard on yourself if you don't feel totally ready right away because you know, you may never yeah. be ready. Yeah. Um, another thing I thought was interesting that he talks about is that your body heals itself automatically when you have like a flesh wound, but your mind is trying to work so that you don't make the same mistakes that have caused you pain. And that's why they keep flooding you with anxiety and stress. When you think about like getting back out there or dating again, or like when you might bring baggage into the next relationship, because it's your brain going, you don't ever want to feel this way again. So feel it really hard so that we remember how much this sucks. Like we don't want to go through this again. Yeah. It's your mind like trying to protect you. Um, And then, yeah, just practice positive self-talk. You know, we've talked about this before, if you are being really hard on yourself, imagine saying those things to a friend of yours and be like, oh, that would be terrible. Um, Practice self-compassion. That increases self-esteem, improves psychological and social functioning. It enhances your emotional health and lowers depression and anxiety. Um, And yeah, as far as like, I know for me, I was having a hard time like, just like, oh, there are so many places I can't go now. And there are so many things I can't look at and like all these things. Mm. And he talks about creating new associations with those places and yeah. those things. Like he talks about um, a woman who felt like she couldn't go back to the brunch place she went with her partner yeah. and making that into a place she goes with her girlfriends and how right. you're going to feel weird the first couple of times, but then it's going to become a place that you go with your friends. Don't bring up your ex-partner there. Don't include them in that. Mm. Um, and kind of just like... Yeah, Damn. Chris in the space yes. with something anew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I, that like an exercise might be good. Kind of like what we talked about in the last couple episodes is like, why don't you like sit down and pretend like you're writing a letter to yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, ten like flash to 10 years from now mm-hmm. and you're writing to yourself like 10 yeah. years ago god i'm so glad i went through that breakup because of x y and z because yeah. i finally did that thing that i was holding off on doing before you know i i finally took that class i finally took that trip i took care of myself whatever what would you like to come out of your breakup yeah you yeah. know like what what have you been sitting on and, and not paying attention to um is there like a business you want to start is there just anything a passion you want to take up is anything at all yeah. yeah. Now's the time to do it, baby. For sure. 
Mm-hmm. I guess my advice of how I cope with breakups is like I really feel it. Like I let myself just sit in it and soak it in because I don't think, at least for me, it's never been helpful to try and like shove things down and just, you know, brush it off, dust my knees off, keep moving. Like right. it's good for me to talk about it with friends, talk about it with a therapist, listen to those sad songs, watch breakup movies. It's like just I like to binge it because yeah. then it helps me process things and move forward i yeah. journaled a lot when i went through um my last breakup i know you talked to taylor about journaling a lot too that mm-hmm. helps me a lot so yeah I, just give yourself the time you need but um i think you got to feel those feelings just mm-hmm. be close with yourself so totally yeah. and re i would say reframe or, or sort of like rewrite the narrative for yourself for me when i decided to call off my engagement it was really hard and the the hardest part about it which i think is applicable to a lot of breakups is like it's not even the the actual relationship you have to spend so much time mourning it's the future you had planned with that person definitely and all Mm -hmm. the things you now don't get to do all of the sort of future memories that you now Mm -hmm. have to erase that you feel like I felt like, oh my gosh, I have to start all over with somebody else. I have to let somebody else in. I have to do this or that. Um, This person was involved in all these parts of my life. And absolutely give yourself time to feel all of those things because those things are real. And I think what Kelsey's saying is is really healthy and true is that you just have to go through it instead of pushing it down. Um, But then hopefully you get to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, I get to explore more of who I am. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. I got to that point where I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm 25. (laughs) I was going to be married. Like that was, that was too soon probably for me. And there's a lot of things about myself that I don't feel like I've explored that I don't feel like I know. Um, even if it's just as simple as like, if you have a lot of anxiety around letting people in or getting to know people or, you know, becoming intimate with people again, I've certainly have had those things maybe try to reframe it like, oh my gosh, I get to fall in love again. Mm-hmm. Dude, That's fun. Gift. Oh my yeah. gosh. Spend yeah. as much of your life falling in love as you can. It's so fun. Like It's the best. It's the best. It's the best drug. It's I mean, I haven't done thing. many drugs, but I still would say it's the best drug. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, the only thing better than falling in love is like feeling totally safe and happy and trusting another person totally. But other than that, there's like nothing and better. And that's debatable. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't even know, honestly, if that's as good. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, right. but yeah if you are dealing with this stuff uh talk about it on the facebook group um you know start a thread i would i mean i would recommend if you and if anyone's going through it start a thread on our facebook group of just like movies songs books mm-hmm. ted talks there's some great ted talks too oh yeah i watched a ted talk about how to deal with heartbreak or heal from heartbreak i forget the exact title that said like write down keep a note in your phone of all the reasons you don't want to be with that person oh yeah or why it wouldn't work so that when those like flashbulb memories come up where you're like oh that was so amazing though and you're like but it was mm-hmm. so ideal you can go back and look through it and go oh that's right no i felt really terrible yeah, like, yeah. this is why i can't yeah. go back to that yes yeah, exactly yep yeah. Agreed. Um, we have an iTunes review, oh, guys. Do. This uh, is a really good one. This is from WP six six eight eight five five. The self helpless hosts discuss topics in a very relatable, funny, and non judgmental way. Seeing a new episode pop up on the feed always adds a little joy to my morning. I'm definitely part of the guys can be self helpsters movement. If you are a guy <laughs> reading this, give them a chance, and they will help change your world. Aww. Thank you so much. 
much, WP668555. <laughs> so sweet of you. That was really nice. Thank you. I love that. And yeah, feel free to leave us an iTunes review if you want a, a chance to get featured on the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got some segments. I have, yeah. I don't know if I would call it a good shit or just like a revelation, but oh. I realized Ooh. that I. I might not be um, as good at putting together like outfits and clothing things as I would like to be. I feel very confident with like makeup and stuff like that. But over the years, I think I've struggled with how can I be comfortable on stage mm-hmm. and not worry about um, like people not taking me seriously or whatever. When I started comedy, I would wear dresses on stage, mm-hmm. like very. I mean, dresses, yeah. heels, the whole thing, and then. Lately, I've seen pictures of myself on stage, and I don't want to share them. Like, if there's, like, a photographer at a show taking pictures, Uh because I'm wearing, like, kind of an oversized soccer mom type of sweatshirt, Um, I am wearing pants, jeans that, like, don't really fit me anymore. I've lost a little weight, which is great, but then I haven't gone and repurchased clothes and so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm wearing jeans that give me like dirty diaper butt so you got a lot of De- that, like, delaney outfits in your yes. closet yes i mean i'm serious i'm serious i'm like i shouldn't have been given delaney any shit because i'm being a hypocrite like i kind of looked i i think i have some mm. nice pieces of clothes that especially like if i go to vegas if there's a reason to dress up yeah. i think i can do a good job there but like day to day and on stage i kind of struggle with like how to make myself feel confident and look the way that Mm. I want to like dress in a flattering way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been wearing jeans that get like bunchy in the bottom and just like are kind of sliding down because they don't fit right. And I'm wearing Tom's like with socks. I'm like a bad, I'm a bad offender with like wearing (laughs) socks with shoes that you are not supposed to technically wear socks with, but Uh it's more comfy. And I watched the movie Crazy Stupid Love on the plane. Ooh, that's good. I don't know if I know that one. It's a great one. Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, and um, Julianne Moore leaves Steve Carell at the beginning of the movie. And you look at Steve Carell's character, and he's just, like, looking so frumpy. And Ryan Gosling kind of comes in and is like, I'm going to give you a makeover. He's like, you're wearing a shirt that's, like, three sizes too big. He's wearing big, goofy dad shoes and i'm like oh that's like me sometimes (laughs) oh my gosh kelsey this is like you realize how hard it is for us to hear this if if you don't know how to dress what what, where are we (laughs) what is happening to delaney and i if you don't know how to dress well you know what i think a lot of people stop trying at work just because you're on stage doesn't mean that you're not at work that's your work that's your job i wear the same two outfits a lot of people stop putting effort you look put together do you know what I mean? Like two outfits, though. <laughs> yeah, but they're put together outfits. <laughs> kind of. Maybe you need I two look outfits. At, then. I look at like Nikki Glazer, oh, and yeah, I just feel. And I know she, she looks. Great she all just posted on Instagram about that she has a stylist, and they, that they've really helped her kind of like find her like the things that look great. And I'm like, shit, I kind of want to hire somebody to help me just like go through Ooh, Nordstrom once and figure it out because I'm in this weird trend. I just turned 30, you know? I'm like, I don't want to wear Forever 21 anymore, but I don't want to look, like, too old and modest. I want to look, like, sexy and professional. Yeah. Like, blazers. Blazers. Yeah. Blazers yeah. in, like, a Nikki's deep outfit V. Her, yeah, Nikki's outfit for her new special looks really, I think yeah, it looks great. she looks fantastic. She looks, looks so really good. good on stage, and she looks sexy and professional, but it's not, mm-hmm. like, distracting. Her, like, yeah. her nipples aren't out. It's She just looks really put together, and I just... I don't want to feel like, oh, the only way I feel comfortable or confident on stage is if I'm, like, 
hiding myself. Right. Mm-hmm. I work out. Like, why would I work out and try and have a nice body if I'm just going to put like a giant baggy sweatshirt on it and jeans that don't fit right? Yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm making myself feel bad. Hmm. It doesn't make me feel good. So I went to Nordstrom yesterday Ooh. and I splurged on some nice new jeans and some nice new shoes. And I, I talked with Kane about it and he was really nice, but he was like, yeah, I mean, I get what you mean. Like there are times where I see you wear clothes and I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> oh my God. probably not the most flattering. He's like, you know, sometimes I see girls wearing certain jeans. I think you look really good in them, but like, you know, you don't really wear jeans like that and stuff. Like he was, he was sweet about Aww. it, but he like, he yeah. basically confirmed that there are times where I dress in a way that's just like, not the most flattering on me. Oh God! Mm-hmm. What does Cam think of me then? <laughs> I, da- I don't. Poor Cam. Cam would never Poor. ever comment <laughs> on Cam's how poor, anyone like, dresses. Can you stop wearing my clothing? I need <laughs> things for work. Cam's like. so high, his eyes aren't even open. He's not even <laughs> seeing that you're wearing his turtlenecks. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, Cam, my, my boyfriend and I uh, share clothing, which is probably strange. Yeah, it is. It, it is. is. It's, it's super it's weird. Not it is probably weird. it is. Yeah, we yeah, could but. share jeans and stuff. We yeah. don't, but we could. That is bizarre. Anyway. <laughs> so I, I'm having a little bit of a wardrobe makeover. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm wearing earrings. I got new earrings. I'm cute. starting to like, wear some Those jewelry. are really cute. Thank very you. cute. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm making some changes. I feel better already. Yeah. All right. I like it. I Okay, I have an update. So remember the last the last couple episodes, I told everybody to follow my dad on Instagram. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> so I get a call from my dad today. Yeah. He's like, Delaney, I uh, I want to tell you, I've been getting a lot, <laughs> I've been getting a lot of followers, and I'm wondering if it's because I've been like I don't know if he said like he's been posting on the self helpless stuff or like maybe people are curious about his new vegan journey and all that stuff. And I was like, Dad, I gotta be I gotta be honest with you. Um, I had a little I had a little uh, social experiment, <laughs> and I had uh, our followers, you know, from the podcast uh, hit you up. But what's so funny is he has a private Instagram, and so he didn't know what was happening, and so. So he's just seeing like accept or deny all these requests coming in. He's like, oh, yeah, I've just been denying them because they're uh, they're all young women. And I didn't want to upset your stepmother. (laughs) And I I just figured that people were finding me because of like, I don't know, maybe I'm commenting on the right stuff. Oh, that is so So funny. you guys, uh, he said like probably a couple hundred of you followed him. What? That is so a fucking hilarious. Hundred? Dude, so fucking funny. And I was looking at his, <laughs> I was like looking at his Instagram, like he's still at 11 followers. I mean, maybe nobody followed him. That's okay. But no, he's been just saying no, 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 because he doesn't know what's happening. And he's like, that is so I, funny. I haven't known any of these people. And I think it's like a mistake. <laughs> I don't even know. But it's like, well, they're all, they all seem to be young women. I didn't want to upset your stepmom. <laughs> oh, that is blessing. So yeah, thanks for everybody who followed my dad. I don't know if he's going to accept you now that he knows, but who? I don't know. He's got a private account for his uh, eight followers, eleven followers that's now. Actually, incredible. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. that's just a funny update. I mean, I can't beat that, and we need to record a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> so let's just get out of here on some uh, some real, you know, some announcements. Um, oh, when does this come out again? This comes out on October twenty first. Perfect. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, as always, please go to my website, ttomcomedy.com. Uh, my Netflix special taping is on November 10th at the Aladdin Theater in Portland, Oregon. Um, a bunch of you have already bought tickets and are coming out. And that's so cool. That's the early awesome. show is already sold out. Woo-hoo! Um, woo-hoo! 
but there are still tickets uh, as of right now for the 8 p.m. Um, I was so going to ask if it had sold out. I was thinking it might have. Uh, yeah, the early one has, but... That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, we'll see, which is great because it's like two months in advance. Um, yeah. And then this weekend, October 24th through the 26th, I am at the Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis. Uh, November 1st through 3rd, I am at the Chicago Improv in Schaumburg. And uh, yeah, then I'm running my hour uh, a couple more times at the setup in San Francisco on the 7th and 8th, um, right before my taping. Sweet. Amazing. Um, go to KelseyCook.com for tour date tickets. There's a bunch of stuff coming up, but they're kind of like one's like a one nighter at a university and stuff, and some are local here. So go check that out. And we're recording this before I'm at the Comedy Works in Denver, but this will come out right after that weekend. So I hope it was great. Yeah. And. Um, if you want to work with me one-on-one with my creative consulting services, doing it with Delaney, feel free to reach out to me uh, on Instagram or my website or whatever, DelaneyFisher.com. Let's figure it out. Yes. All right. We love you guys. Go leave an iTunes review if you haven't yet, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. You guys, we love you so much. Thank you for supporting Self Helpless. You can follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, at Self Helpless Podcast. And you can visit selfhelplesspodcast.com for all things Self Helpless. Learn about Patreon and how to sign up. Our merch is there. Information about our Facebook group and how to join. All the episodes you can listen to are on there. A little bit about the show. Our individual sites are linked there. And our contact information, email, and P.O. box if you want to send us some love letters. And you can follow us individually as well. I am at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And DelaneyFisher.com where you can watch my docu-comedy special, Love at First Cousin, for free. And then DicksByDelaney.com if you want to buy some dick mugs. Sweet. I'm at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, KelseyCook.com for all tour dates and merch. And my album, Savor It, is still available to buy on iTunes. And you can watch Wrists of Fury, my foosball web series that has an episode of Taylor and Delaney uh, on the All Things Comedy YouTube channel. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram and ttomcomedy.com for my Netflix special and all live tour dates. Sweet. We love you guys so much. Yeah. Bye. 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 -bye.